Hello, and welcome to Cardio Conversations from MedTech Insight. I'm editor Reed Miller. This episode of the podcast is a recent interview I did with Quentin Blackford, the CEO of iRhythm. iRhythm has developed the Zeo system for long-term cardiac monitoring, including the Zeo XT and Zeo AT long-term ECG patches. The company is also working on a watch version of Zeo, and we talked about that in the interview. Now, you can read all of our past coverage of iRhythm at medtechinsight.com. There, you can also find links to the past episodes of Cardio Conversations, along with all the other podcasts produced by MedTech Insight, as well as the podcasts from other sightline publications like Pink Sheet, InVivo, Script, HBW, etc. And you can also find all those podcasts on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or any of the other major podcast platforms. Now, to start off, I just asked him to talk about the company's near-term priorities, and then we started to talk about some of the company's accomplishments in recent years and where he sees the long-term monitoring space going. Bring me up to speed on where things are with iRhythm right now. What are you focused on right now for the next 12 months? It's been a fun journey for us. Breed, and I would say for 2023, um, years off to a good start. We're happy with the progress we're making. Coming off of 2022, there were a few operational issues that we were focused on. Um, our return device rates, which has an impact on our revenue, was something that we had spent quite a bit of time talking about on the, the Q3 and Q4 calls. Um, and we're making some good headway around those issues. And we were dealing with a bit of noise around the, the ZO AT product in the marketplace as well, coming off the end of 2022. And into 2023. And, and again, we've done a nice job of addressing some of those challenges. I think at this point, you know, as we think about 2023, the, the focus is really on ensuring we continue to make progress around those operational matters that we've discussed uh, publicly, but also getting really excited around the launch of our Zeo monitor that'll get put into the marketplace in the back part of this year. Um, I believe it'll be the, the single largest launch in the history of this company. It's another uh, transformational sort of product coming into this space that just hasn't been disrupted in, in years. And so when you look at the monitor, it's 72% smaller than our existing XT product. It's 55% lighter, 20% thinner. It all leads to a much better patient experience and physician experience as well. And, and I think it's going to be something that uh, we're all going to be super excited with and, and certainly have fun with in the marketplace. Beyond that, you know, we're committed to getting into new countries outside of the UK. So we're, we're planning to launch into three additional international countries as well in the back part of the year. So um, our focus is is really in ensuring we do well and, and uh, have success in those efforts. There's a lot of noise about just things that you have no control over, like hospital staffing. And what are some of the, those things that you're just dealing with right now that you have no direct power over? Right. I think more than anything, it's the staffing challenges that we that we deal with, and we continue to hear a lot of noise around. But I also believe that these physicians and their offices are finding ways to navigate through the capacity issues. To be honest with you, it seems like you know they're accustomed to it. They know that this issue is here to stay, and they're finding ways to be more efficient with their workflow, um, with the prescription patterns, how they're seeing patients. And to be honest with you, I, it's one of the greatest opportunities that I think sits in front of iRhythm is. We can help with those workflow efficiencies, particularly as they're dealing with capacity challenges. You think about our product, the ability for a physician to prescribe it, we send it to their home, the patient puts it on and can have a report generated before they even come in to see that physician for an in-office visit, creates tremendous efficiency. But also, you think about streamlining what patient should a specialist, a cardiologist, an EP actually be seeing? Well, we can help identify those folks earlier in the care pathway 
to, to identify, is there really an arrhythmia here that I should be focused on? Is there AFib here that I should be treating? If so, then yeah, you ought to go on and see a specialist. If not, then maybe we ought to go a different you know, care pathway. So our product, I, I think, is finding its way into the market as something that becomes a great tool to address the staffing capacity challenges that are out there. But they're, they're still there. Um, I would say we're learning how to navigate them pretty effectively. I know not long ago, you were putting a lot of energy into the reimbursement issue, specifically for, I guess, for long-term cardiac monitoring, but it had a disproportional impact on your company. Where does that stand right now? And do you feel like that's resolved going forward or is there still a lot of work to do there? You know, there was tremendous progress made over the course of 2022 to the point where CMS finally made a decision around getting a national rate put in place, right? And there's a national coverage decision now in place that we're all working under across this entire industry that went into effect January 1st. And I would tell you, we, we're pleased with where the rate was set. We continue to believe there's tremendous value this technology offers into the marketplace. And so we continue to work with CMS on articulating what that value looks like, how to value artificial intelligence into the future, because that's a big part of what differentiates our product. But to get the national rate established and put in place was a huge huge hurdle that we had been working to get over and we're now over it. So um, very pleased with that, pleased with CMS, their willingness to engage, pleased with the teams that engaged and the industry partners that engage as well. I, I think this is one that for the most part, the noise around it is now settled and uh, it's now focusing on really just operating the business and uh, driving this product to become the standard of care in the industry. I know you've done a lot of health economic work to show the cost effectiveness of screening for for AFib and the kind of service you offers. Well, I think that that's one of the things that sets iRhythm apart is we have tremendous amounts of clinical data that stand behind our product more than anybody else in the industry. And we will continue to invest in those sort of things. Um, the MSTOPS trial was incredibly exciting for us as it demonstrated the economic benefits associated with proactively monitoring or screening patient populations. You look at M-STOPs, what came out of that from an economic perspective was that there was an incremental cost effectiveness ratio for quality adjusted life year gained of $17,000. To put that into perspective, from a payer's point of view, anything less than $100,000 per quality adjusted life year gained is interesting to them, certainly something they pay attention to. Anything less than $50,000 is what they consider to be of high value. And so for us to be at 17000 demonstrated the significant value that we can we can deliver by proactively screening and monitoring. Further, you, you go look at what the USPSTF began to recommend for lung cancer screening. They made the recommendation to proactively screen with an incremental cost effectiveness ratio of $72,000. We're at $17,000. So I feel very good about what we're seeing coming out of the cost effectiveness data. We will continue to invest into these sort of studies and trials and and to put that data into the marketplace. But I think the data just continues to accrue in a way that demonstrates the right screening, the right monitoring for the right population brings tremendous value to the healthcare system. And I do think in time, we will get to where you see sort of screening and monitoring become the standard of care in the space. Talk a little bit about why it's so important for you to be available in the watch form. Well, I think one thing that's very unique and different about our watch capability is that it's true medical grade diagnostic capability, right? That, that's how it's been approved by the FDA. Other wearables out there are not medical grade diagnostic tools. We are. Um, so that sets us apart. We can, we can identify and diagnose AFib right from the wrist off of this device. 
What it allows us to do, though, is it starts to put a different form factor of monitoring into the marketplace and more importantly, allows us to start to monitor patients for longer duration of time. Right. So if 14 days of monitoring is not quite right for the physician or the patient today, we can begin to bring alternative ways of monitoring that patient with the watch to where you could almost identify anywhere period that you wanted to. And we could monitor over that longer duration. One of the things that I I get excited about with the watch is I think it has the potential to go right up against the ILR space, for example, where you're putting an implantable loop recorder into a patient. Nearly 70% of patients who are recommended to get an implantable loop recorder will, will turn it down. They don't want an implant. Maybe there's a better way than to monitor that patient with a watch that they could wear for you know 30 days, 60 days, 90 days, a year, you name it. Um, and we can monitor that patient who, who needs to be monitored but doesn't want an implant uh, put into their body. So it opens up a lot of different pathways for a different segment of the population that we can now monitor uh, in a better way. Said you worked on that with Verily. So what did they bring to it that you couldn't have done on your own? I, I won't get into too much of the details, yeah. but I think what Verily does very well is they they bring a structure, a process, an ability to move at a pace uh, that maybe we weren't accustomed to at moving on our own, if you will, right? And so um, helping us to speed up the innovation cycle. Certainly, they have some interesting aspects in their capabilities that they can bring to the market. I will say the one thing that that coming out of um, that collaboration, there are two distinct parts of the watch. There is the wearable, the hardware mm-hmm. itself, the form factor, and then there's the AI that resides on the watch. And the AI, you know, is is very specific to iRhythm technology. The watch, the wearable, is is verily right. So um, there's a bit of two pieces to that product. There is there a point when everybody could have a watch that was as good as your watch. I think there is a place for it in the consumer space, but but the challenge with with that is in our watch, we are continuously meeting nearly all the time, right? Not not every five minutes or every seven minutes like other devices, Apple, Fitbit might be monitoring. We're monitoring every heartbeat with our watch. And that brings with it requirements, right? Battery power, life, you know, recharging abilities. And then what other features do you put onto the watch? Do we want to be more of a consumer focus that, that brings all these other features? Or we really want to focus on identifying these dangerous arrhythmias and being able to diagnose those. Uh, that's our focus today. One of the big differentiators with our product is our watch is a prescription-based product, which means when that patient gets it, they get it through a prescription, but it's covered by insurance. So it's not a patient coming out of pocket to pay for the watch. So you're putting it on a, a universe of folks who are covered by insurance. So it's, it's a covered product. That's a very different experience than having to come out of pocket, you know, four or five, six, seven hundred bucks to put an Apple watch on or, or another wearable on. So this is very much prescription based and you wear it for a, a directed wear period and then you take it off and or we continue on monitoring. I think the last time we talked, the company was still working on developing your evidence around that and, and you were going to maybe start to roll it out in a more limited way this year. So where are we with that right now? And Our plan is to have it in the market in what we're calling sort of marketed evaluation um, effort in the back part of, of this year. So the teams are working as we speak to get that product ready, making sure we have the operational ability, systems and all to support that as we put it into the market. So it'll it'll be in the market in the back part of this year in, in a limited way, not a, not a full release by any means. How would you describe the people that would need this right now? So I think what we will do is we'll we'll have a breadth of patients that we'll target with different symptoms and different needs. Some could be shorter, some could be longer. But that's part of the value of the market evaluation is 
quick in the market, testing it against different sort of monitoring needs and see how it does, right? We'll target that with a, a group of physicians um, that we identify, a hand, you know, a handful of those folks that we'll select and uh, and we'll work through those those physicians to get it on the right patients. Um, it's been proven to be as effective as our patch at identifying and, and finding AFib or, or these other arrhythmias. So um, that's very different than these other wearables out there that um, just don't diagnose. They can't find it at the same prevalence, right? So it, it is a better tool, no question, but it is a prescription-based tool. Will there always be something that, that a wearable can't do? I think the patch will always have a place, Reed. Okay. I, I do. Um, I think that what we ultimately bring onto the patch will continue to evolve and possibly do more with it, right, than just simply detect arrhythmias. And I'm not going to get too far ahead there, but I think the patch will continue to evolve as well. But I, I, it's getting to the point where the form factor is so small and the patient experience is actually incredibly favorable, um, particularly what we're getting back from the Zeo Monitor field data that we have. Uh, We've had that product in the market now um, in a limited release phase for several months, and we're getting incredible feedback from our, our patients. I think that the more you can enrich what's on there, um, certainly at that medical grade capability, the more value you can create. And I and I think that the patch has a place. I don't think it ever gets obsoleted completely here. Is there anything else we should be looking forward to in the next, say, 18 months in terms of kind of research and development that we haven't already talked about? Yeah, look, I think the Camelot data that we just published at ACC this past weekend is uh, is transformational in this marketplace. It is clear that Zio should be the standard of care. We reduce retest rates. We have diagnostic yield far beyond you know other competitive products that are out there in the market. We're the fastest time to diagnosis. Like, there's all the reasons that Zio should be the standard of care. You're going to continue to see us invest in that sort of clinical data, articulating why we're unique and different and better than others in the space. So. There will be more data that will continue to come out around that. Uh, getting Zeo Monitor launched in the back half of the year is a significant uh, effort for us and certainly one that's got a lot of focus, but also continuing to transform our Zeo AT product. We would expect to, to add incremental feature sets to that product and file with the FDA uh, here in 2023, which would allow us for an opportunity to get that product into the market in 2024. So um, we are doing quite a bit of work around enhancing the AT value proposition, also getting it onto the same platform that the Zeo Monitor will utilize, brings a lot of cost efficiencies. I get really excited by what we can do in that AT space out in 2024 and beyond, but a lot of development efforts going into that over the course of this year that you folks are going to hear more about in, in the back part of the year. Insofar as any of these things we're talking about do become the standard of care, how is it that iRhythm can hold its space? What else do you bring that nobody else can just replicate? One of our greatest advantages is the data that we have that stands behind the product. Well over a billion heartbeat data uh, set in, within the data set. Um, nobody has data sets like that. So being able to build your AI capability, and, and we have true, unique, deep learned algorithms that are powering our product versus other competitors who might use expert rule or machine learn capabilities. We're using true deep learning capabilities off a massive data set that nobody else has in terms of the size. That, that brings with it a lot of opportunity, right? And so we will continue to invest in those algorithms, continue to refine those, continue to build the data sets and ensure we stay ahead of the competition. There's no question more competitors are going to come into this space. I think the market's going to more than double over the next several years as it moves further up the care pathway into primary care, which means, yeah, it's going to get a lot of attention. A lot of competitors are going to want to get in there and, and have a part of that or a piece of that. But 
the data would show, and the Camelot data you know, was very clear, which took the Medicare data set, nearly 300,000 patients, it was very clear that Zeal was far superior in terms of diagnostic rate, time to diagnosis, lower retest rate, all the things that matter to the healthcare system and reduce cost of care, have an impact on the economics, accrue in favor of Zeal. Um, we're going to continue to invest in those sort of things, but by far, we have the best product in the market here. And I, I think we've got to continue to tell that story and, and invest in the data that demonstrates that. So is there anything else that I forgot to ask about that you want to talk about? I think I think you hit on most of it. I think the big thing for us is Zeal monitoring this Camelot data read is, is mm-hmm. I think, the real opportunity for us. We're excited. It's just coming out here at ACC, so you're going to hear us talk a lot more about it into the future. But I, I think you... Uh, you asked all the right questions around what we're focused on and where our efforts are at. So, well, thanks a lot. Yeah, I'll thank see you again. for the time. We appreciate that.